welcome to the Prism of Torah podcast archive with your host, Rabbi Saf Aaron Prisman. This podcast features a Devat Torah called Parshas Nosai, the only things we acquire for eternity. Shalom to everyone. I would like to share with you a fundamental concept that the Chafetz Chaim brings out from this week's parsha. The Pasuk that I'm referring to is in Pirakei Pasuk Yud. After we are taught about the idea of giving presents to the Kohanim, we give. We know we have to be mafrish We give a certain percentage of what we have to the Kohen, which is known as tuma. So it says a very interesting pasuk. The pasuk says, "Asher It says like this: "Ve'ish es kod kodashav lo iye, ish asher iten lo Kohen lo iye." The literal translation is a man, a man's holies shall be his, and what a man gives to the coin, it shall be his. So the first time it says his, loy, it's a bit, uh, there's a big question over here, because it's talking about the person that will give to the coin, and it, and so who's the noise, who's the subject over here? It's the person that's going to give to the coin. So, so when it says it's going to be his, it sounds like it's going to be his, his being the person that's giving. So how can it be his? He's giving it to the coin. He's giving this percentage, this thing called truma. He's giving it as a present to the coin. That's what he's commanded to do by Hashem. So if he's giving it to the coin, why is the Pasuk saying it's his? It's not really his. It's becoming the coin. So why is it called his? If you look at Ashi, you can see he's dealing with this question. He gives two different answers. The Pshat is... From a certain perspective, it is the person is not the coin, because it's coming to teach you that the coin can't come and forcefully take it away from you. And say, he can't say to you, oh, 10% is mine, give it to me, I'm taking it forcefully. Because you have the right to, to, to decide which coin you want to give it to. It's called Toivas Hana. You have that right. And then Rashi says something very interesting. He says, another Pshat, not Pshat, but a, a Drash, a Divrei Agada is, that one who withholds this 10% that she'd be giving to the coin, it will end up his, being his. Meaning, the only thing he's going to be left with, with, out of all the crops of his field, is only 10%. Meaning, that same percentage he should have given to the coin, i.e. 10%, that is the only thing he's going to be left with. And that's symbolic of the idea, it's going to be his. Well, it's not really his, he's giving it to the coin. Yeah, but if he doesn't give it to the coin, that is the only thing that's going to be left for him, from the field, i.e. 10%. But if you look carefully, the Chafetz Chaim on the Torah says, over here. He says, this Pasuk is hinting to the, a concept that should be, it should be literally our main anchor in life, that we should go and abide by. It should literally be our guiding light by which we live by. And he says like this, Ve'ish es kodushav lo a man's holies shall be his. That is hinting to us that the only thing that really is yours forever, for eternity, is anything to do with spirituality and holiness. Things that you invest in holiness, in holiness, that is the only thing that's going to stay with you for eternity. Be it tzedakah, be it chesed, be it the time and effort you help your friend. Torah, mitzvahs, all that is the only thing that's going to be with you for forever. The Chafetz Chaim brings a beautiful mashal, a parable. It's actually a pretty famous one, although I told it to several people, and it, 
it didn't seem like they know this mashal, but I think it's an, I do think it's a famous mashal and it's unbelievable that portrays this idea. The Chafetz Chaim says that a person had three friends. That's all he had, three friends. His best friend was Reuven. Best friend, they were best friends. His second best friend was Shimon. He was also very good friends with him, but he wanted his best friend. And the third friend, Levi, he was really good friends with him. Their relationship was very, wasn't so strong at all. But when he bumped into him, he spoke to him a bit. Suddenly the king out of nowhere, as they say, out of left field, suddenly says, I want to see you immediately. I want you in two hours to be in the palace. So he got really scared. What if someone was malshin on me? Maybe someone told on me and to the authorities, what if I'm what if I'm deserving of the death penalty? I need someone to vouch for me, someone to be there for me, to say that they know who I am. I gotta go ask my best friend. So he runs up to Reuven, his best friend, and Reuven says, Sorry, I'm not willing to go. What? You're my best friend? No, I'm not going. He goes to the second friend, second best friend, Shimon, Shimon, please can you come with me? I need you to be there for me. And vouch for me. Shimon says, I'm willing to come with you up to the gate of the palace, but that's it. I'm not willing to go into the palace. What? But you're a good friend of mine. I'm sorry, that's what I can do for you. So then, without any, he has no hope, but his last hope is to go to the third friend, Levi, who he's not so friendly with. He goes up to Levi and he says, Levi, please, can you please, uh, can you please help me? I, I need you to come to the palace with me. So Levi jumps up and says, of course I will. I'll fight for you. I'll defend you. I'll do everything for you. Says the Chafetz Chaim, what's the nimshal? The nimshal is that a person thinks his best friends is money and things like that. Taivas they had in this world. He thinks he's so close to them. They're the ones who are going to help him. Money can do everything in this world. Because as we know, that's the optical illusion. HaKadosh Baruch created for us in this world so there will be room for freedom of choice or else it's so obvious Hashem's running the world and of course we're going to always do Ratzon Hashem Hashem's will Elamai Hashem had to create this optical illusion to make us think that money talks quote unquote and that's why people get very close to the money and that's what's important to them and that's quote unquote their best friend but then a person realizes that when it's time to leave this world the money's not even going one millimeter with them Who's their second best friend? Their family. The family cries over them and walks them to the grave. But that's it. Up to the grave. Then you're on your own. But the only thing that a person goes with Toilam Abad to the big judgment day is all his Torah and mitzvahs, the time he invested to help his friend. The money invested in Tzedakah or to help a friend and the Torah he learned, that is, that is the idea that's being hinted in this week's Parsha. Ve'ish es Kodeshav lo a man's holy shall be his, meaning that is the only thing that's really his, because it's his for eternity, and that is what's going to go with him to the real, the true judgment day, and will be that's going to be something he acquires forever. I'll also add another story that's brought down by Rav Sohotskin in the book Oznaim Latoya. In the Sefer Oznaim Latoya, he says he he claims that this is a Maiser, true story that happened, but I'll quote it as a Mashal. I think it's also, we can learn a lot from this story. Once upon a time, there was a king. And the king had several ser- ser- people, minister- ministers working for him. But one guy, one person, one minister was a Jewish person. He really likes. And he was doing really well and he made a lot of money. And all the other ministers over there said, oh, he's stealing, 
stealing from the king. The king said, no way, I know he's a loyal person. But one day he randomly asked this Jewish person, the worker of his, so tell me, how much money are you worth? How much do you have? How much? All your possessions. So the Jew quoted a number and the king said to himself, there is no way, he has way more than that. I know that, I've been in his house. So he quickly tells his servants, quickly bring all his possessions to me. He saw the possessions, he saw it's worth way more than what the Jewish minister told him. And he quickly said, throw him to jail. The day before, he has to go to judgment. We have to to judge him on what what the, what he did. Huge, a horrible thing. How did he lie to the king? The day before his judgment day, the king asked him, how could you do such a foolish thing, such a ridiculous thing? It's so obvious you don't have that amount. So the Jew told, he was happy, he had the opportunity to speak to the king before judgment day, and he said to him, everything I told you was true. You know, all these possessions, it's not really something I own. And I'll give you, you know what the proof to that is? Look, you're just able to take it away from me in two seconds. You took it all to your palace. That's not something I really, really own. Something that I own is something that will stay with me forever. Something I acquired for eternity. That's only when I use money to give to tzedakah, to people that, that need need my help. And that I have written down in a little notebook at home, and I write down every time I give money. And that's the amount I told you. So he, he told him, you can go home and check. I have it written down. And he sent someone to check. And indeed he saw it was accurate what he was saying. And he let him go. You see from here that really, again, the idea that the only thing we really own that will really stay with us, and if we're smart and with it, we will invest our time and money in, is Torah and Mitzvah. That's what gets us close to HaKadosh Buhu, And that's what is going to help us in the world to come. Last but not least, I will add a third story. This is also a mashal brought down by the Chafetz Chaim. Not a true story, but a mashal. I might have said it in a different version a couple of years ago. But once upon a time, there was a Jew, and he really, his family was having a difficult time financially, so he went on his own to a foreign country in South, in somewhere in Africa. And over there, he was working. He realized the milk industry was doing very well. So he worked for two years and made a lot of money with all the something to do with the milk and then he got a letter from his wife saying how hard it is for her to be on her own please can you come back so he decided instead of taking all the cash with me which will be a burden I'll do something very smart I'll flip over all the cash into milk to milk products and I'll take all this milk and I'll, I'll make with this milk a lot of money and back to my home country so as he's about to go Someone runs up to him, merchant, merchant for expensive jewelry and stones, and he says, why don't you buy some of these? Now, in that place where he was, in Africa, those things were cheap. He says, buy for your wife. How can you leave without... So with a little bit of money, instead of buying milk, more milk products, so he bought from her, he brought from this merchant the, the jewelry and stones, and then he came home, he put all the milk in boxes with the ship, came back home. And he told his wife, he's coming home, please meet, meet him in the port. As he gets to the port, everyone's waiting for him. And as, and he thought he's doing the best investment, all this milk, he'll be able to sell it here. And as he gets to the port, they take the milk and it's, it's all rotten, it's worth nothing. The wife realized all these years for nothing. And she comes to the husband and says, How, what do you mean, what, do, what are we going to live on? And then he remembered, actually I did buy something last minute. And those stones were able to keep them 
for another four years. Why? Because the stones, what's the nimshal? The stone represents the Toyon Mitzvah. Unfortunately, instead of putting all our inve- a true investment in Torah and Mitzvah and what's really our eternal things that we, we own for eternity, we're invest a lot of us, unfortunately, with the Yetzirah that we're up against and the optical illusion that Hashem set for us, we're investing time and money and efforts in the wrong places. Yeratzon that will be able to take this lesson from the Chafetz Chaim as he shows us that it's hinted in this week's Parsha and come to the realization and put it into actuality that we will invest our time and money in Torah and Mitzvah Chesed and Staka which is really something that will give us an acquirement for, for forever, for eternity. And through that, when you realize everything is coming from Hashem, it also upgrades this world. Oilam Azeh becomes also like Gan Eden because we realize we're in good hands and everything that happens here is all from HaKadosh Baruch Have a good job. This is the Prism of Torah podcast. Rabasaf Aaron Prisman. Please share with your friends and family. Prismoftorah.com is where you can find the full archive of Divrei Torah. You can contact us through the website. Once again, Prismoftorah.com. This podcast was produced for free by Ellie Podcast Production. Lunishmas, Leva Siona, Yakov Alexander, Ben Mordechai Doyf, Isaac Isaac Ben Moshe.